Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceutics. First, let's do our cleaning, house cleaning. This this show is for educational purposes and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your doctor for all your medical needs. Do not start or stop any medicine without talking to your doctor. Having said that, we have a really very special guest with us today. But before we go on, let's talk about sponsor. This show is sponsored by WCI Health. They are your alternative health and wellness hub. At WCI Health, we help you level up on your wellness journey using the healing parts of plant medicine and education has tools. They are also the makers of glows and glows beauty. Think of glows, think of beauty from within. And who am I? <laughs> I am Dr. Lola, also known as Dr. Ho, a clinical pharmacist by trade and plant medicine specialist. I do educational uh, master classes as well as other cool stuff. Having said that, Welcome to the show, Dr. Sam, uh, Dr. Sam Sen. We have Dr. Sen today. He is the founder of uh, Anywhere Clinic and the co-founder of uh, Better You Foundation and Better You. He's also the CMO of Better You. Dr. Sen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, sir. Can you quickly tell us a little bit about Better You and Anywhere Clinic? What do you guys do? Absolutely. So I'm a psychiatrist. Anywhere Clinic is our national telepsychiatry platform where we really try to help you there for people in their mental health via video, just like this, looking at all the holistic factors that go into our mental and behavioral health, the, the physical, the emotional, the environmental and the spiritual. And so we do medication management, supportive psychotherapy, and some uh, alternative modalities. Now, Better You is our psychedelic therapy program where we're putting a focus on really one of the most powerful tools we have in our psychiatric toolbox, which is ketamine therapy. So we bring ketamine therapy in a very scalable, safe and effective way where you have a virtual visit with your psychiatric provider, the medication gets delivered to your home, and then you have virtual integration and support so that when you're going through your psychedelic medicine journey, you have all the medical supervision to really make it sure it's as optimal and as transformational as possible. That is so cool. When I saw today's uh, uh, topic, I'm like, wow, this is this is really my field. Uh, I am a, a ketamine assisted. I do master classes, comprehensive in my WCI Health University. I guess we'll talk about that when uh, before at the end of the show. Now we know we are in September is Suicide Awareness Month. And you have expressed benefit of Spravado. For those of you folks that might not know what Spravado is, this is a ketamine uh, treatment. It's a medication. It's a nasal spray ketamine that is FDA approved. It's, in fact, it's the only FDA approved uh, medication when it, of that type for treatment-resistant depression uh, at the moment. And you have said that this medicine has a great benefit. Talk to us about that. Absolutely. I, I'm on the speaker bureau for Spravato, but my opinions are based solely professional based on my experience. I think that ketamine, Spravato, and really what the FDA approval of Spravato has done for the psychiatric community is the most revolutionary thing uh, in the last 50 years. 
because we've been using these monoamine serotonin drugs and antidepressants to try to help people when they're going through a tough time. And we know there's so many limitations, there's side effects. It takes, even for those who it works, it takes one, two or three months for it to work. If somebody is going through a deep depression with suicidal thoughts, they often don't have a month or two for a medication to build up and start working. Spravato S-ketamine, the, the form of ketamine that got patented and FDA approved, has proven to be a fast-acting antidepressant, meaning that within four hours of treatment, people are feeling better. People have come into my offices with suicidal thoughts that have maybe lasted months or years. All of a sudden, within a day, see a shift in their perspective. And you know better than anybody exactly why that's happening, the neuroplasticity, the perceptual shifts, the healthier brain function to get them out of that rigid pattern of disempowering feelings, thoughts, and behaviors. Um, it has just been so monumental in our industry. So whereas Spravato's kind of knocked down the door was the first domino to really open up FDA-approved psychedelics therapy, uh, we've been using the generic formulation and, and ketamine lozenges. Many people do the infusions, injections. We do that at our offices as well. But we find that the lozenges really can provide the power and healing in a very safe and comfortable way in the, in the privacy and, and security of someone's home, preventing them from having to go to someone's office where they might feel cold and clinical. They have to worry about their transportation, their Uber. They may not get the integrative support that's needed. Um, generally, we're finding that you know patients who are doing the Spravato, doing the ketamine therapy with assistance are just rapidly improving. Yeah, when you were talking about Spravato and I was like, yeah, all that is cool. And then before you mentioned the lozenges, I wanted to talk about the fact that, okay, uh, Spravado is not cheap <laughs> for our folks, right. you know? Right. So from your uh, professional experience, from how far you've been working with this agent right now, uh, will you say the therapeutic effects uh, of the lozenges and all this other uh, formulation that you are using, can you compare them to... Uh, this bravado, how is it like equivalent or near equivalent when it comes to effectiveness? Yeah, so there's so many factors. And the first one you alluded to is cost. Now, one of the benefits of Spravato is that many insurance payers are now covering it. So you have to have tried and failed some antidepressants. You have to have tried and failed talk therapy. So it's not the easiest thing to get approval for. But for those who have been through the mental health system for years, Usually they've tried and failed these options and coverage can be as cheap as maybe 50 bucks a month. I've seen it sometimes $1,500 a month, $1,500 of treatment. So it really varies. But if you're one of the lucky few who can really get that coverage through your insurance, it can be effective. Now, what you alluded to as the difference between Spravato and, and the generic formulation Effectively, the molecule is so similar that we're really looking at the same cause and effect. It's hard to know that 100% because you know, we don't understand the brain fully, but the cause and effect is so similar anecdotally, clinically. One of the major differences, though, is that the max dose on Spravato is much lower. Because it's FDA approved, you have to follow their guidelines. You have to go to the office. You're not allowed to take it home. The doctor or provider has to hold it in, in the office locked up for you. You come in once or twice a week. And the equivalent dosing where you get a max dose of 84 milligrams is similar to what we're doing in the oral absorption lozenge space, it's about two, 300 milligrams, everybody's different. And in the infusion injection space, it's about 50, 60 milligrams, where sometimes we're seeing people max at 100. 
So what we're missing a little bit with Spravato is the full psychedelic experience, which is so new in our industry, right? There is no textbook approach as to how to utilize that. And so practitioners like yourself uh, doing ketamine-assisted psychotherapy are really, you know, bringing these modalities to the forefront and, and hopefully we can all collaborate and learn from each other. But what we're seeing is that at the higher dosage range, very often people have that abrupt perceptual shift, that aha moment that they realized, wow, I see something objectively about my life that subjectively, when I was stuck in the emotions, I couldn't capture or understand as easily. Now that I see this, because of this psychedelic experience, I'm able to interact with those conflicts, emotions, thought patterns in a much healthier way. And so while I do see some of that benefit with Spravato, we're limited on how high we can push the dose. And there's benefit on both sides, you know, but it's kind of teach their own. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that gives me hope for my patient, for folks, for folks out there that even those of uh, folks out there that might not even have insurance, there is hope because uh, you can say, oh my goodness, what if I cannot afford, what if I don't have insurance and I cannot afford Spravado? Yeah, there is alternative like what you are doing. Thank you so much for that. That brings me to, there was the uh, publication uh, by John Hopkins University School of Medicine that reported earlier in the year that psilocybin treatment for major depression has been studied to be effective for up to a year. Uh, in uh, treatment resistance uh, depression. And the follow-up uh, previously before that particular release, there was the studies that was done that showed effectiveness for about a month. I mean, that's a huge shift, Dr. Sen. Talk to us about your thought as per that huge shift from her seeing one month uh, effectiveness to up to a year. What is your thought on that? That's a game changer. Yeah. I'm very excited about the all the new research and data that's coming out. And I went to Johns Hopkins, so I'm very familiar with their research, their trials. They've been leaders in this space for many years. Um, you alluded to psilocybin studies. And while psilocybin isn't my expertise in general, because I'm not allowed to practice with it legally, we're starting to see different communities open up and increase legislature to allow for that. And we're likely to see FDA approved versions of psilocybin in the near future. I think what happens when we talk about duration of efficacy, there's two types of people if we wanna try to be uh, you know, broadly categorizing. There's the one person who says, you know what? I've gone through a recent trauma, a recent stressor, a paradigm shift. I lost my job, I'm in, I got a divorce. I, a loved one passed away. Prior to that, I was doing fine, but now I'm struggling. I'm angry. I can't get out of these sad patterns of sadness. Whatever those symptoms are, they're new for that person. What I'm noticing through three, four years of practice now is that those who have new traumas or stressors tend to rebound much more quickly after just one or two treatments for a much longer duration as well, because they've already had the good habits, thought patterns, routines. They just need to go back to that and get out of this stuck mode that the stressors have caused them. Now, the other candidate, someone who has chronic debilitating depression, anxiety, PTSD for decades or years, often what we're noticing is one treatment might give them a lift, might give them a little bit of a healthy reset. But for that patient, compound treatments are much more helpful. So to continue once weekly or twice weekly for a month, two months, three months, And then we take some time off. We notice if you're getting better, we don't want you to stay on these medications forever. Um, So can we see if without it, 
you're continuing to build that healthy momentum and thought pattern and, and just happiness overall. For those who are getting better, then we take them off. We taper them off and maybe they'll come back in the future, three months, six months, and a year when things are a little bit tough again. Um, for some people, we notice that when they come off these medications, they're just not doing well. And the, that's why Spravato is such a game changer because they have safety data that they've now published over four years saying that if you use the, the ketamine, the esketamine, Spravato weekly or every other week, they have found no long-term health risks different from placebo, which gives us the insight that this is a safe long-term option for those who need it. But again, I don't think everybody needs it long-term. Some people have to benefit just within weeks or months. So uh, that brings me to my next question. What about uh, the uh, data that is showing uh, bladder cystitis, uh, inflammation of the bladder uh, and that kind of uh, side effects? What do you say to that? Because yeah. we tend to see that according to the data that is out there in recreational user, people that right. use it. But if we are using it like uh, every other week, uh, is there a potential for that? Talk to us about that. Yeah, that's a great question and a very important topic because the safety is just as important as the efficacy. If this is helping people but hurting them in a different way, then this is not a good option, right? What Spravato has shown us is that after four years of their FDA-approved clinical trials, following those patients for every once a week or once every other week, they have not noticed any of the bladder problems, as you alluded to, that's often associated with abuse and misuse of ketamine. If we're using too high of doses too frequently, then we might get into bladder issues. And there are many other issues as well that we shouldn't overlook. Uh, I think it's important for us to understand that ketamine causes increased blood pressure. It causes increased cardiac output. If we do that once a week, no problem. It's just like, you know, we exercise once a week, we have increased cardiac output and that's okay. But if we do that every day, then all of a sudden we're putting a stress on our cardiovascular system. Our blood pressure goes up. Our heart is pumping too much, too often, too fast, and we can have cardiovascular risk. So in addition to bladder problems, there's cardiovascular problems, there's liver concerns if we're abusing or misusing. All that to say, when done properly with the uh, tested protocols, you know, infrequently, then we're not seeing any of these problems. So basically what you say that, or what I'm hearing you say is that uh, clinical uh, supervision is the key. This is not a medicine that I'm like, oh, oh, la la. I can as well just go grab me some prescription from Dr. Ho in the pharmacy. <laughs> you right. know, what well, you say this is uh, one uh, therapeutics that we have to have clinical supervision. Absolutely. I think it's so important. This is a powerful and sacred medication, right? Ketamine is invented 50 or so years ago, seven years ago, but the origin of these medications, as you know, are very plant-based, ancestral. And so we should practice caution because just as much as these medications can help you, they can hurt you if done inappropriately. So clinical supervision, I'm a huge advocate of making sure you, you have the right medical team in place to help you through this. Um, you know, there are access to recreational drugs that some people think like, oh, I can just buy this off the street. Now, one, that's illegal, right? Two, you don't know what's mixed in it. Many of the times these recreational drugs are cut with, we were seeing a, you know, fentanyl being rampant and the risk of overdose and, and the risk of cutting with dirty substances that interfere with the therapeutic benefit. 
we all need to practice caution, make sure that these medications are coming from a pharmacy, coming from a prescribed doctor and, and that we're doing it the right way. Awesome. Awesome. Now I'm going to go back a little bit granular with, uh, with you as far when you started and stuff. Uh, it was after the, I read from your bio that it was after the initial psychedelic uh, medicine research uh, at John Hopkins. That was when you began started treating patients uh, using this uh, modality in 2019. Tell us about how you started administering this treatment. Were you kind of, because this is an anesthesia. This is an mm. anesthetic. Uh, this wasn't the traditional uh uh, diagnosis for for this medicine. Ideally, it was uh, FDA approved as uh, anesthesia. So, were you a little bit like maybe I'm gonna go slow on this one? Talk to us about that. Yeah, I actually have a funny story. While I knew the benefits of psychedelics and psilocybin, and you know all the initial research that was done in the 2000s at Johns Hopkins, the research that was done in the 60s and 70s, ketamine was off my radar. It wasn't something I was as familiar with, and I had a funny moment with a patient once came in and said, I left my last psychiatrist. I said, why? He said, he kept trying to give me ketamine. And I thought at the time, this was four or five years ago, how negligent, you know, what is this doctor doing? Should I report this doctor? And it really was just my lack of education, but that education got fostered when it was FDA approved, right? And when we have the clinical data to justify what we've known for decades and even for centuries. Um, so, you know, learning about ketamine became a very a uh, quick response to my patients, both bringing it up to me and, and ways of, you know, this was recommended, what do you think? And also I went to an infusion clinic and this was the only thing that's ever helped me. When I hear these things from my patients four years ago, it made me want to learn more. And so I, I quickly started to adopt Spravato in our clinics and practices. And then we started to look at the alternative uh, modalities. So I think I share that opinion, like many who are new to these modalities, that this sounds alarming. Um, but really when you get to understand the science and you get to work with patients who have gone through transformation from suicidality to happiness, from just being angry and mean to our spouse to all of a sudden being loving and caring, right? There's such a spectrum of, of improvement here and it's just so profound. So it really brought me full circle to understanding this better and being able to hopefully not be that doc that's, you know, encouraging everybody to do ketamine, but using it appropriately when needed. Awesome. That is awesome. Dr. Uh, Dr. Sen, you have uh, expanded outside of the clinic uh, setting when it comes to uh, applying this uh, modal academy uh, format in your therapy management. You are now assisting crisis intervention training uh, for the Las Vegas uh, Metropolitan uh, Police Department. You help create mental skills uh, department for professional teams, sport teams, and corporations. You have worked with industry leaders, corporate executives, and pro athletes. You are doing a lot, Dr. Sen. Talk to us about uh, this collaborative practice that you have uh, embarked on. Because these yeah, are very you. important, you know. Thank you for, for bringing all that up. And so while our origin was in clinical care, as you alluded to, I found that now, how can I best apply my calling and my gift to the community? So I end up seeing really the extremes, those who are really critically in need of support, maybe they're suicidal, maybe they've had uh, acute crisis or trauma. And on the other side of the spectrum, a lot of kind of high achievers, uh, you alluded to the professional athletes and corporate execs, 
people who are starting to realize that I don't need to feel like there's something wrong with me. I don't need to feel that like I have an illness to improve my mental health. And that's really the journey that I'm excited about. So when we do work with the Metro or we do work with corporations or sports teams, we're trying to drive home the message that we all have a mental health journey, that it's not just those who are, you know, alienated and labeled as sick. We want to move away from that, that, you know, we all have growth ahead of us. We all have healing ahead of us. Stressors and traumas are part of the human experience and it's how we react to it, not what happens to us. So to be able to incorporate this understanding and really make mental health something that's in the forefront, that's prioritized. I think it's so important when it comes to our first line, um, you know, police officers, paramedics, even in the military, to help people understand that a lot of the times what they're seeing in the communities is just a symptom of, you know, mental anguish, emotional anguish. They're not trying to be criminal. They're not trying to do bad things, but they're suffering on the inside. And that, you know, nobody is exempt from from that journey, from that work, from that self-improvement. So it's been amazing because I think our industry leaders really trickle down that effect of, if we look out for our mental fitness, it's just as important as our physical fitness, maybe if not even more so. And so our professional athletes are preaching that to their communities. Um, our corporate high achievers are saying that, you know, I have so much um, burnout and work stress and it's, de- it's making me develop feelings of anxiety or depression when I should be happy. You know, I've run this big company and I support hundreds of people, but why am I struggling? I can't sleep at night. I have panic attacks. And I think that we're putting a lot of pressure on ourselves societally and to decrease the stigma to seek care is really what we're after. Yeah, the right word is stigma. This medicine are there for us, even the ones that are molecules that are derived from plant, be derived from plants or even uh, synthetic compound. The bottom line is this uh, wellness tools for us. And especially in the era of COVID, I mean, are you kidding me right now? All of us have mental health issues. When I mean, the, the kind of anguish, stress that we've gone through so far, you know. You and your team, Dr. Sen, are better you. You were utilizing experts, you know, in uh, neuroplasticity, like you mentioned earlier, to help patients ad- address the root cause of their problem and establishing new ways of thinking. Can you talk to, I mean, when you, <laughs> my folks, they know me, I try to take the jargons out of medicine and break it down to the average folks. So when I'm mentioning neuroplasticity, they're probably thinking, whoa, 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 doctor, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Talk Let's to talk us about, about that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Go ahead. Such an important topic. And I really want everyone to understand it, not just our professionals and practitioners, but every single person to know that what we're learning about the brain is changing. If you remember the old quote, the old saying, don't kill a brain cell, they don't grow back. You know, this is what we thought about the brain. We're finding out the science shows this is not true. The brain continues to regenerate. It continues to create new neural connections. So if you think about a ski slope and you go skiing down the same path every day, you carve deeper and deeper into that path. For some people, these pathways are negative self-talk or shame or um, you know, some kind of trauma that stays on their mind, and ruminates over and over again. Neuroplasticity is like fresh powder for the ski slopes of the brain. 
so that we can create new connections and we're not stuck in those same deeply carved pathways that sometimes aren't serving us. So this is the concept we wanna learn. And how do we increase neuroplasticity? How do we make our brain more flexible? Well, one, you know, there's the tool of psychedelics and that's why it's become so powerful and heavily used ketamine therapy as, as the primary example in, in the legal medical uh, landscape. But there are other ways to increase neuroplasticity that I think is really important for people to know. If what we're talking about is being more flexible in our mind and moving away from those hardwired pathways, then any creative outlet, any playful outlet, when we learn, when we love, when we get outside of our comfort zone a little bit, we're actually increasing neuroplasticity. We're making the brain more flexible. And when our brain is more flexible, we're able to interact with difficult stressors and difficult emotions in a more open-minded way. And often it alleviates all the overwhelming stress, anger, tension that we tend to hold. Uh, you talked about COVID and how these last couple of years have been very difficult for everybody. We're all going through it. I agree with you because what did COVID do to us? It isolated us. It brought us into a very strict regimented routine that, you know, we don't even leave our house anymore. We're not able to go uh, have a healthy social outlet, go on vacation. If you can remember early, you know, mid 2020, we were all confined to our homes. And what that does to the brain is it makes the brain more rigid and more hardwired into pathways that don't allow us to flourish and see things differently and open our minds and open our hearts. So I think that systemically, societally, universally, we've all gone kind of taken a step back in our mental health because of these patterns of fear, isolation, paranoia, uh, financial insecurity, family stressors, right? These are kind of the human experience for the last couple of years. How do we get past that? I think opening our minds up to new modalities, new treatment options, and just new creative outlets in our life can really help. Yeah, what I'm hearing you say out there, Dr. San, is that uh, even though some of us might not need medicine, but we all need education. Education, knowing what is available out there, uh, is going to go a long way. Dr. San, talk to us how, uh, as we are wrapping up, what some of our listeners might be listening and say, oh, we would like to know more about Beyond about your clinic, what you guys do, where can we find you? Yeah, thank you for asking. So if you're interested in ketamine therapy and you really want to do this in a safe and effective way with medical supervision, I encourage you to go to betteryoucare.com. And that's just the letter U. And what you'll find is that you can sign up for as low as 100 to 150 a treatment Whereas in the offices, often it's been $1,000 for an infusion. We're really trying to bring that cost down. Um, you'll have a, a caring psychiatric provider, an integration guide, care coordinator, a full team to support you. So if this is new to you, we want to alleviate any apprehension. We start you on a low dose, take your time, and work your way up slowly to that more dissociated psychedelic state, augmenting with therapy and lifestyle practices to really help empower those healthy changes that we all need. Um, so you can definitely go check that out. Our socials are at Better You Care. And then we also have our practice, uh, anywhereclinic.com, which is helping people to just connect with the provider no matter where they are for their general mental health needs. Um, so we can sign up for either of those. If you have insurance, you can go to anywhereclinic.com and we'll help you out. And if you're able to 
pay, you know, that 100, 150 a treatment, you can go to betteryoucare.com for the ketamine therapy. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Sand. That is our show today. And we will be putting all those information Dr. Sand just gave us. We will put it in our show notes. So if you didn't get everything written down, don't worry about that. That's our show for today. Find all the past episodes on Cannabis Radio and WCI-Help.com. Please rate this show. Give us a five, five stars. What we're looking for. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And plus, you can also find it on iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google, WCI Health, or wherever you find your podcast. Of course, I love you to follow me on social IG at WCI Health 19, LinkedIn, Dr. Lola O'Humba, and Twitter, WCI Health. And we cannot go without you remembering my book, A Pharmacist's Guide to Cannabis, Perspective of a Non-Conforming Clinician. Go grab your copy. It's on WCI Health website or on Amazon if you are out of United States. So until next time, folks, remember health equals well. Bye for now. Bye, guys. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.